to kick San Diego Comic-Con off this year, which is a very special San Diego Comic-Con because of the, the strikes that are ongoing, Jim Lee spoke to The Hollywood Reporter, and he had very, very good things to say about DC's experience at Comic-Con thus far, and the incredible success that DC has had this year due to two factors. One is the dawn of DC, and the other is James Gunn. Welcome to the show. We're going to be talking all the San Diego Comic-Con 2023 news that will not include the movies because uh, they're not there, which is a beautiful thing. It's a thing that I think makes San Diego Comic-Con really exciting this year. And uh, I, for one, am excited to jump into it. Now, I want to point out really quick before we dive into what Jim Lee had to say that, A, we're all here. Hello. Hey. We got uh, Kale. What's up, hot dogs? Marco. Yo. And Tyler. Uh, hey, hi. <laughs> I'm hey. Sean, and uh, we're the Comics Pals. The other thing I wanted to say is that we have a hard out today for the first time in ever? maybe ever. ever. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, we've got Comics Pals official business to handle, and so we do have to leave within an hour and a half, so at 1130, we're cutting out. Uh, we didn't get the chance to talk about this before. Mark, are you going to leave early? Uh, no, I think it, I'll be fine. You think? <laughs> I'll, I'll leave at 11.15. All right. Uh, <laughs> very good. Hello. I'm going to be late. Just... You're we won't wait for you. You're I can only do so much. Yeah. You know. Hello to the chat. Thank you for joining us. Appreciate you guys. If we have the time and if we hit the likes goal of 20 likes, then we will do a draft. So, uh... You know, hit the likes button if you want that draft. And, um, yeah, let's have a good time. So, Jim Lee, he spoke with The Hollywood Reporter, and he said, quote, Comic-Con is the event of the year for us, and we wanted to basically show up for the fans. And I think, you know, him saying that is interesting, considering the fact that DC has been pretty absent from San Diego Comic-Con in recent years. Uh, they had the the virtual event the DC the fan, dome. The fan dome, which yeah, I missed that dome. <laughs> hey, you know what? Reliable dome uh, annually. That was pretty Dude, cool. I liked, I liked the dome. Yeah, I like my I dome once a year. You know, it's married like life. A little dome. <laughs> and he wasted no time and wasn't shy about saying how the synergy between what's happening in the the movie and 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 animated uh and television aspect of the greater dc collaboration with james gunn has had a trickle down effect on the comics and i i think this was pretty cool and this is something that you know a lot of people have been wondering about so hearing it come from the horse's mouth uh is good he said quote it's amazing to have partners in peter and james particularly james he was a comic fan growing up and knows our mythology inside out. And having that kind of ally in the live action space allows us to really leverage what he is doing and allows us to market and sell comic books to new readers. These are people who are interested in his movies, his TV shows, and if they want to take a deep dive into these characters, he directs them to the comic books. And I think that's something that you know we can all agree has been true. Uh, we've seen 
the uh everybody's seen the list of comics that are associated with this first chapter of the mm-hmm. movies and i think james gunn did do a particularly good job with that um and jim lee did follow up and say at the end of the day there's the business of dc and then there's the content engine that creates all the dc content from the comics animation and movies and stuff like that but it's that connection between comics and media that we are celebrating here uh and he also mentioned that there was a two to three times effect uh, of books that James Gunn has touted and their sales. Mm, yep. Makes sense. For, for example, the authority wasn't even in print when that announcement was made. Do you guys believe Jim Lee? Yeah, I think so. Um, when you can mention within a specific audience, certain things uh, and just promote certain books. People listen to that. I think so. And he has enough reach that if he says, if he's able to hype somebody up, um, you know, I can only imagine that like, what is it? The Superman, the Grant Morrison, uh, quietly stuff, all-star. all-star. I can only imagine that's saw bump too, you know, cause he brought it up. This is the movie. I'm sure you can see incremental sales on that. Well, and something we've said all along is that's what these films need to get more people excited and and to get more people actually looking at comics. Like this is a a, a good way to bring normies in, you know. Um, I guess my question would be, what's the um, what's the ratio of normie to Comics Burroughs just trying to predict the, you know, the next universe and trying to pick up things before they absolutely take off, you know? Uh, I think, I think this feels genuine. And I think that the sales are coming from people who they listen to what James Gunn says. You know, we talk about how James Gunn talks too much. I think that's true now, but I think when this announcement was made, the way that that was framed with that Twitter video where it was like, we're talking about Superman, here are the books. Um, And it's, you know, presumably one-to-one. I think that was a stroke of genius. It's remarkable to me that Marvel hasn't done this a similar thing, Um, but it's Jim Lee and James Gunn's relationship that has facilitated all of this. And I, I do think that these are genuine people who are interested that are buying these. Maybe some are buying them because they're speculators, but is it really a market for speculation and graphic novels? I don't know. Um, but if 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 he's right, you look at a book like Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow, that no one cared about when it was in physical, single issues, trade comes out, gets that bump. Now, all of a sudden, it's one of the highest sellers. I think that's that's the James Gunn effect. Also, uh, Jim Lee's a good person to talk about this during what's going on. He's your exec, but he's also like comic book darling, so he can he can really speak to this sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and he talked about how the the dawn of DC has been uh, doing well. He said, in reference to that. Quote, first issues are highly collectible, as you know, but if you have too many in one month, 
you suck up all the dollars that are in the marketplace, which is great if you get them all. But there are limits to people's budgets. Uh, he talked about the success of books like Doom Patrol, how strong the sales have been for Superman and all those books. Um, and he said, quote, we're super excited about the results and we haven't even gotten into the Batman piece of it yet. Ooh, Wait, he said Doom Patrol okay. was selling well? Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Jinx. Okay. That, I mean, that could probably be off the back of the show too. Like a lot of people really love that show. And to actually have a good book coming out with that uh, is uh, gangbusters. Was there a Doom Patrol? I don't actually know. Was there a Doom Patrol comic? No. When? Okay. During wow. the, the, the wildest thing, it it, yeah. it was Gerard Way's run, and, and then it stopped. And then the show. And then the show. No books. Yeah. Uh, only reprinting. Of yeah. yeah. This is the most recent Doom Patrol while the show has been. Wow. And I think Big, I think it's idea, the huh? same. I think it's this book is the same crew roughly as who's on the show. Roughly, there's a couple of hold holdouts, but yeah, yeah, cool. Well, I I mean that that's ridiculous. Um, but it, but to your point, it's great that the book that is out is actually good. Okay, so can't be mad at that. Um, and DC had a lot of success this week. We're going to get into their announcements here a little later. We'll talk about the Eisners and they swept up at the Eisners and it's warranted because I think DC has had really, uh, an incredible year. Let's talk yeah. about someone who's been a part of that incredible year. Rom V. Let's go. The man who is now officially exclusive to DC Comics in a move that will probably have most people who pay attention or listen to this show with regularity scratching their heads. Because, oh. <laughs> not because of, a, of, of any quality, Rom V is amazing, but because of the other aspect of Rom V's life, which is the distillery aspect. So, Rom V had this to say on Twitter after it was announced. Quote, very thrilled to say I've signed an exclusive contract with DC Comics and am very excited to tell more stories with these characters and this universe. Many cool things to come. Just announced at SDCC where I'm tweeting this as I take a break at a poolside bar. Pretty cool to have written my first DC and superhero short story in 2019 and be here in 2023 planning cool stories to tell over the next years. I've greatly enjoyed the creative energy working with the editors and staff at DC, and I'm excited to commit to making more stories with them. Lastly, my creator-owned and independent work is where I started, and it is like breathing air to me. My work on my own cool, weird indie stuff continues unabated. I don't sleep. So basically, exclusive in comics means... I don't write for the other major company. Yeah. That's all it means. Yeah. Um, you know what? I'll take it. Like that, if if I lose out on a little bit of Marvel from Rombi, but I get more independent stuff and more focused DC stories. Okay. Toss my dude in a vent, bro. Oh, 
I thought that was an Among Us reference. I was like, oh, there's something I'm having to catch up. But oh, I thought he said, in event. In event. Like, oh, oh, oh. I don't, I don't, I'm not hip with Sussy. this young lingo. That's hilarious. No, don't toss him an event. Don't do that um, because uh, those are awful. <laughs> he can make a good one. No, he can't. The heroes in crisis. We and that's deserve. not, that's, uh, hold on. That's not a uh, comment on his writing. No event is good. Hill, uh, taking the, the, all the, all cops are bad. All event comics are bad. <laughs> yeah, I'll take it. I'll take that. You can, okay. you can nitpick me all you want, but you ain't changing my mind. Oh, I'm not nitpicking you. That's, that's... oh, that was a warning. <laughs> <laughs> Matt in the chat says, Sean rooting for DC's wins. We have come so far. TCP community is growing or is winning. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love DC. DC's great. Night Terrors is not great, top lane, but DC in general is great. Uh, Ty, what do you feel about this uh, Rom V exclusive? Sorry, I was fixing the slides. If you saw me looking like I was uh, not paying attention, uh, it's panicking. Neat. It's neat. It's cool. Good for good for him. Good for him. Because I gotta assume there's got to be some kind of like monetary incentive to want to do something like this, where it's like as a writer, take what you can get. Yeah, I think that's fair to say. Uh, it, it, and and it is worth pointing out what appears apparent to me uh, is Marvel just cannot keep writers in the fold. I don't think they care to. Or artists, because they will get another writer and they'll get another artist. I don't think right now they're too, they care too much to keep anyone, you know? Do they even have, like, is anybody on for sure tenure beyond, like, a Hickman at the moment? Yeah. Um, they've got the Stormbreakers. <laughs> uh <laughs> The young, oh, the young guns. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Stormbreakers yeah. get any special deals? Yeah, I assume but they're they don't exclusive. Get a are they? Are they not? I mean, I don't Disney know if merch. they are. Oh, well, I guess, I guess when you're an artist, committing to a book is almost the same thing as exclusivity because you can't do shit else. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think I, I think. Well, actually, I don't know. I was going to say Donnie Cates, but uh, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, We might find out more this weekend about him. <laughs> yeah, we. it seems like we will. Got another divorce coming? Got to get married again first. Well, listen, nobody's bro, heard from him. I saw, I saw those updated photos of him. I'm like, yeah, I know. I understand this, dude. <laughs> this, is the, this is the face <laughs> of, a, of a man who uh, got into rum and cam girls after the divorce. Oh, wait, am I projecting? Next topic, Sean. No, wow. Marco reacted because he knew what you're... <laughs> huh? What? What's going on? Universe. That's what I'm he did before he got to... on the call. I'm responding to Classy. I don't know what you guys are talking about. I am uh, flabbergasted. And so <laughs> we'll switch gears. Uh, let's talk about the Outsiders. So the most recent Outsiders run was the Batman and Outsiders by Brian Edward Hill. That was very, very good. Uh, they are getting a relaunch, but this one looks like it's going to be pretty interesting. And and it's also the next project of the hive mind. Ooh. Um, yeah. Jackson Lansing and uh, Colin. What's the other guy's full name? Oh, Kelly. they meant uh, Colin. Plaid. Colin Kelly. Kelly. Yeah. yeah. Is that what, is that what they're called? Yeah. 
That's their team up name. I didn't know that. Yeah. Hey, it's better to have a team up name because look at the other two, the 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 Spider Verse producers. Um, what were their names? Lord and Miller. Right. So like, Lord is always first. Yeah. And Miller is always second, and that's very very deliberate. That's gotta that's gotta feel shitty if you're Miller, right? Nothing that's the whole Mur- Murdoch Nelson uh, bit in Daredevil. Right. Yeah. Dude's name is also Lord. Like, <laughs> I would, I would just let it let him yeah. have it at that point. You can be first. That's fine. <laughs> I, gu- I guess so. I guess so. Compared to Miller, one of the most uh, basic last names. <laughs> right. Yeah. Aren't those things? Aren't those things set up to be alphabetical? It's just L followed by M. I, I don't if, know. That's I probably was, what Lord's was... telling Miller. <laughs> I'm just having a good time, man. I don't know. <laughs> um, so, but we are getting a new Outsiders uh, series. This is going to be 12 issues, allegedly. Um, and it's going to see Luke Fox and uh, Batwoman teaming up for a 12-issue romp through the weird pop culture adventure archaeology of DC's history. So they're going to be digging into, um, you know, DC's past. Uh, They're, quote, super archaeologists, and they are disillusioned with crime fighting after the events of Batman, Catwoman, the Gotham War, which I'm disillusioned with crime fighting in Gotham as well as a result of that. So I get it. Um, is he going to be wearing the Batwing suit? I saw there's promotion art that says yes and no. Uh, I couldn't quite <laughs> tell, but I really dig that Batwing suit, so I'm kind of... Me too. Yeah. Rob, They're teaming with Robert Carey, by the way, on the art. Um, I'm into this. I like the Outsiders. I like this concept. Concept's interesting. That, that archaeology and wanting to dig into the universe feels kind of meta. Mm-hmm. It's cool. I just love Kate, uh, Kate Kane, so give me more of her. I, I love Batwoman. Hell yeah! Don't know if I'm. I don't know if I'm into this under the Outsiders banner. I can see that. It doesn't. Uh, I don't know. To me, it doesn't say anything about the team. You know, and what they're trying to do. It almost feels like an authority uh, story. <laughs> the way it was described. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess the idea is that they're alienating themselves, and they're becoming outsiders by deciding that they're not going to mess with Gotham anymore and go do their own thing. But, uh, just something to call it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So, all right. Okay. Uh, that doesn't get your goat. How about the return of one of DC's most successful, most popular events of all time. I'm talking about the absolutely unforgettable Amazon's attack. What? God. Whoa. (laughs) Bringing back that old horse, huh? Oh, yeah. The Amazons are going to be attacking again. This is the fourth time this has happened in the past like 10 years. I have no idea. 
but all I know Amazon thing like the fight or whatever war I I remember Amazon's attack being published in like the mid 2000s and just being yeah. like yeah the worst as so, uh, it 2007 was, so well, when is completely um, unmemorable yeah so in 2024 we can expect the sequel for cry for justice then yo i fucked up and bought that and that was that was too. a mistake yeah that was yep. a mistake um but this amazon's attack actually might have might have a shot so First of all, it's going to be written by Josie Campbell. Josie Campbell did the new champion of Shazam. Um, oh, which, that was that pretty was good. Fun. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was I thought that was good. Um, and she's going to be joined by Vasco Georgiev, um, whose work I'm not I, I'm not familiar with. Um, uh, Bat they did Batman Urban Legends. Vasco did, so oh. I didn't, but I didn't check that out. And this is DC Solicit. Quote, after the shocking events in Wonder Woman, the Amazons are now fighting for a world that no longer wants them. Led by their fearless Queen Nubia, a ragtag group of Amazons featuring Wonder Girl and Faruka 2 frantically searches for answers as their existence and way of life are threatened. Will the tribe survive their reputation? Find out in this roller coaster of a debut issue. Okay, okay. I'm into that. Ah, uh, no thanks. <laughs> yeah. Josie Campbell. A, I I don't know anything about Josie Campbell or the the artist either. So. Okay. Uh, and it's I'm, an Amazon's uh, book. <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah, the Amazon books have never really hit with me, honestly. They haven't. Yeah. Outside of like uh, the occasional Wonder Woman story, like the the. Side stuff never really speaks to me. Yeah, yeah it's uh, you can't sell a Wonder Woman book. How are you going to sell the uh, the people of Wonder Woman's town book? Like, I you know I agree. Um, in terms of like a reason to publish, I I do agree with you that it's hard for me to see why this would make publication especially when the amazon books have not really done anything um but they're trying to build that world out they want to desperately yeah, they, yeah they've added characters over the last few years they really want to make it something but they just have not been able to there's no like unifying thought or story with it it's like newbie is disparate you have uh nobody knows what's going on with uh what's her face um girl. yeah like well, any of them, I frankly, like, all three wonder go now because who knows who which one's which. Right, you were referencing Yada, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, maybe we'll check it out on Pals Pulls and uh, tell you guys if it's worth your while. Something that I have a high degree of confidence is at least not for me, um, but this is DC's old head book. Uh, no disrespect to old heads, I will absolutely be one one day if I'm lucky. Um, Dan Jurgens is going to be returning with the 30th anniversary of the return of Superman. So we got the 30th anniversary of the death of Superman uh, a few months ago or however long that was, a year ago, whatever. Um, and now we're getting the return of Superman. So uh, Dan Jurgens is going to be joined by Louis Simonson, Jerry Ordway, Carl Kessel, 
uh, Dan Jurgen, or I said Dan Jurgen, uh, Brett Breeding. Um, so I'm not sure why we need this. Um, hey, didn't but... Superman come back already? Like, has he been back for 30 years? <laughs> well, this was the big one, right? Like, you know, the death of Superman was like the thing that was never supposed to happen. Hmm. Um, and so it was, you know, when it came out, it was a massive, massive, massive deal. Like people, you know, they were selling like black armbands with the, uh, with the book. Um, so, you know, when he came back, you know, they, they kept that going for, I don't know, a, a year and a half, you know, it was similar to like superior Spider-Man. Like he was just never supposed to come back, hmm. and then he did. You know, it, it, back then it wasn't quite as telegraphed as it is now. You know, especially the way they promoted that. I mean, they sold it like death. They sold it yeah. like like genuine. Like this dude is gone. Um, the news coverage and everything else. Top bringing Lane him says, yeah. Oh, ahead. sorry. Top Lane says the original Return of Superman was not good, and I guess I just lost my best friend Top Lane because um, I wholly disagree. Oh, I, I, I didn't. I don't know anything about it. I thought the rap on it was that it wasn't good. Oh, I it love it. Good. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if people like it or don't like it, but I think it's tremendous comics. I think it's one of those clone saga things, Sean, um, where. Everyone read it at the time, but as time has gone by, it's just like, oh, remember that thing they did that nobody really liked? <laughs> I could see lost that. some of its luster. That's uh, I see. And then isn't it interesting that like all of these faux Supermen are back? They're they're back now. Yeah, because the Eradicator is uh, he's a hologram around right now. in yeah. yeah. But like they've all sort of yeah returned to some degree. So plus. Plus the explosion of the the Superman family, mm-hmm. yeah. Most recently, yeah. Um. Uh. So so, Kale, does that mean you're into this? Oh, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> I like the book, but now that they're bringing it back, mm, I don't. I mean, not. I don't need an anniversary issue for it. <laughs> I'll just go read it again. That's fair. All right. So I'll try this. This one is sure to get you. Yeah. Good luck. Well, it's an event. So I already know. Yep. Okay. But it's a Titans event. All right. Go on. Uh Aha. So we're getting Titans Beast World this year. And at the Jim Lee and Friends panel, they talked about this event. Uh, it's going to be coming in the fall. Um, it's going to be a result of what's happening in Titans and Nightwing and the larger DC, Dawn of DC. Um, it's going to be by Tom Taylor with art by Ivan Reese. So that's that's nice. Ooh, I haven't seen him um, in a while. Hell yeah. And so the idea here is that, as we know, Beast Boy's been a little screwed up in the head ever since the, the fight with Deathstroke where he lost his eye. Um, he also lost his confidence, and he's been having trouble controlling his his uh, transformations and so um when they get into a battle and they need uh it's it's kind of a weird kind of a weird idea they're in a battle and they need 
to defeat something called the Necro Star. Yeah. The only way to beat that is with Starro. Starro beat the Necro Star. And so Beast Boy takes the shape and power set on of Starro, but then becomes corrupted. And so huh. the Titans have to work to bring him back. Uh, looking through the article you have linked, yo, this art looks cool. Uh, Ivan Reese on pencils. Yeah, I haven't seen that in like clean stuff. And I like these designs. I'm into this. I like that uh, the Dr. Hate, I didn't get a slide for it, but there's some yeah. character that's like not Dr. Fate. He's Dr. Hate, uh, which is the stupidest thing ever, but I kind of like it. Same. I'm into this. This is cool. Um, I like that they're playing into, or they're continuing that this through line of Beast Boy. Uh, he he sort of like needs help to get his mental state back. A mojo um, is what we call it. <laughs> he needs to get his mojo back. Yep. Um, and they're bringing it to space seemingly. Look at that. Wow. Much like Austin Powers. Yeah. It's cool. I'm into it. Uh, top lane makes a good point, I, or I, what I think is a good point. Starro is not an animal; he's an alien. Could he? Could he, being Beast Boy, become a Kryptonian then? Oh, hasn't that always mm. been something that, that they've talked about in the comics? Like Beast Boy is not fully ever tapped into his powers. I think the idea of the yeah. red coming into it kind of convoluted things. Um, but, but yeah, I think but, you're right. There have been things where he like he becomes aliens and like other things because yeah, there's alien definitely... fa like fauna though usually some mods. Well, I don't know. Maybe it's from the animated show well, from the TV then show. What is an alien then becomes the question. Like what? Sure. What do we consider? So right. Well, yeah. I think... Why can't he become a starfire? Right. Yeah. Um. I think he's one of those. <laughs> I think he's like like Iceman. You know, like Iceman. Like it's just kind of like a goof who doesn't really know his true potential sort of thing. Um. That's mm -hmm. how I always viewed Beast Boy as well. That makes sense. Uh, I think there could be, and I mean, I'm sure this event is going to change that, but I, I, I would bet there, there could be like a, uh, uh, you know, an Earth limitation to it or whatever. Hmm. You know, because the the people who created Beast Boy, meaning the the scientists or whatever, uh, wouldn't have had a basis for that knowledge. You know what I mean? And uh, Toplin continues to make a good point on uh, he's in control of the red or he ties into the red. Oh, I think he actually retracted the message. So never mind. Uh, but to that, they're on different Earths or different planets, rather. There are different um, bases of those. Again, for Swamp Thing, when he goes into space, he picks into different greens, but they're all green. So even though it's the red Earth, you can kind of tap into the red of what another planet presumably would be oh interesting yeah because hmm. because uh, when initially beast boy's thing was very science-based you know it was very he had to take this secret formula or whatever to survive and now he can turn into animals hmm. but i think with the you know the the addition and the um the 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 growth of his canon and then like the you know the addition of the green and that connection to swamp thing and poison ivy and that connection of the earth and everything that that could have grown yeah some animal man stuff 
the other aspect of this event is the Amanda Waller piece where she is going to be uh, obviously wanting to solve this Beast Boy problem and taps into Lex Luthor to help her with that. Because, of course, you know, what does Lex Luthor hate more than an alien threat? (laughs) What a xenophobe. I'm I'm pumped for this. I think Hmm. if the Titans are the main team in DC, they should have an event and they should have the spotlight. So let's go. And the Amanda Waller piece, it's exactly what we need. Some way to get her into the mix. Yeah, agreed. I'm down. Uh, yeah, you know what? Hey, Sean, I'm into this. Yeah, there <laughs> we go. I, I, I was right. Ivan he Reese. said Starro, and I said, damn, okay, all right. <laughs> Ivan Reese really gives off DC event vibes, too, because of the stuff yeah. he's worked on. Yeah, great point. Well, because he was doing them for five years straight. <laughs> <laughs> Manny says, do you think this will be explained? I have no idea what you guys are talking about. <laughs> it's a a pretty thin <laughs> line of like Beast Boy continuity that isn't that complicated. And frankly, everything we're saying is pure speculation. Yeah. yeah Manny's uh, comment there is a great uh, representation of uh, a friend of the show, Matt, after watching Oppenheimer last night. Don't even say Oppenheimer to me right now. I'll talk to you about it later. <laughs> I'll derail nice. this whole podcast. You can't talk about it later. I didn't get a chance to see it. You guys go into a side room. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, <laughs> also, uh, Tom account asked this earlier and I missed it. This is being written by Tom Taylor and oh. Ivan Reese is on art. Easy. Yep. Absolutely. Pull. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't see it. It's nice to see a Titans event that's not doesn't have contract in the title too. So this could have been the Beast- Starro contract, the Beast Boy well, contract. <laughs> I mean, Beast Boy exploding is a pretty standard Teen Titans uh, event, so it's not not so unique. I like how Marco's worried about spoilers for a movie that's based on historical events. <laughs> Marco just yeah, learned the drama, about the atomic bomb, <laughs> the drama stuff about it, and all. They Marco, did what? I'm going to um, spoil something for you right no, now. No, no, no. I want to know about I, I I care more so on the physics end and all that kind of stuff. So I, I would much rather not know and be disappointed that they have less physics and more drama. Physics? In the movie, Sean, they work no, on... Sean, just go further. I don't want to deal right. with this. <laughs> okay. All right. Sure. This uh, is making so, me mad already. <laughs> so speaking of monsters... DC... Oh, sorry. <laughs> DC has made a huge announcement that two of the greatest monsters of all time, in fact, the king of monsters, which are one? now... Huh? Which one? What do you mean, which one? You know which one, baby. Well, I mean, there are two. Title. Surely they're not going to be both of them. Hold on, Kale. What, what, what two? What do you mean? Well, I mean, there's Godzilla, king of monsters, and there's King Kong, king of Skull Island, king of monsters. Oh, well, yeah, they got them both. And what? they got the Justice League in a triple threat. <laughs> Ew, don't like that one bit. <laughs> <laughs> so this that that's what that's exactly what we're getting, and it's called very simply Justice League versus Godzilla versus Kong. <laughs> Real thought put into that one. Absolutely, uh, it's going to be a seven issue event series. Uh, the the word event is so loosely used now. Um, 
<laughs> and it's going to be written by Brian Bucalato, uh, with art by Christian Deuce and Luis Guerrero on the colors. Um, <laughs> so Justice League versus the Legion of Doom causes the wall between worlds to be broken through and Godzilla and Kong and, you know, the larger monster verse then emerges within the DCU. And the Justice League have to stop them. Pretty simple. Mm. Oh, King Kong rips Superman in half. That'll be the thing that gets me to pick up this book. My question is, how the hell does Batman factor into a fight with Godzilla? Like, Bro. what? If he what has preparation. time? Yeah, he has prep time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you didn't take that into consideration. Like, like what yeah, are you going to do? Godzilla, let alone King Kong. Absolutely. He's going to watch the 90s movie. There's a, a, a – I, I can't – this was announced a while ago, but there's a an Ultraman Marvel Universe crossover because Ultraman now is technically part of the Marvel Universe, and I hate it. Oh, my God, I hate it. Um, but they're doing a crossover with the Avengers, and Spider-Man's on the front cover against three Ultraman, and I'm like, what is this? <laughs> Why? Easy. Web up their legs. They fall AT-AT style. Yeah, yeah. You don't think the people of Japan have tried that? You I don't absolute think so. moron. They point and run. They don't ha- I've watched. They don't, ha- they don't have a Spider-Man over there, man, you know? They have Spider-Man. And he has a Zord. Thank you very much. Yeah. Oh, sick. So you know that Batman's going to have one. Yeah. Like, that's just... Oh, they're going to have Megazords? Ugh, this, this is the kind of thing that I don't like. Yeah. This type of crossover. It's, yeah. it's a cash grab. It's just they're... Wholly different things. Even on the uh, the promotional image that was given out at San Diego Comic Con, um, it's it's a it's a crossover with Legendary Comics as well. Um, and on the cover it says, "Don't miss the Roar Sound Effects Variant Covers." This is a cash grab. Oh, the Roar Sound, damn dude! Yeah. Why why not why not crossover Pokemon and Batman? Still, Stevenson in chat says Batman drops nuclear bomb. On. He's done something similar before, I feel. He dropped a nuclear yeah. bomb on Godzilla. He just before. he just takes over chemo or something. I don't know. What? What are you saying? The giant the radioactive goop guy. Yeah. Oh, I don't know anything about that. No, yeah, I'm, not, I'm not saying he's going to get you know some <laughs> some hospital work done. Well, in Infinite Crisis, the villains dropped chemo on Bloodhaven and nuked it. Oops. What? Yeah. Yeah. A nuke much like Oppenheimer, Marco. <laughs> oh, I'm God. Aware, right. Millions of people dude. died. Um, that's horrifying. So I don't like this in the sense that it's not for me, but I'm glad that because DC, like, if this was Marvel, it'd be a little weirder for some reason, but DC just does stuff like this. So I'm like, all right, whatever, DC, do your thing, get your money. They got Batman, Ninja Turtles, you know. Yeah. Uh, Classy brings up a good point that they did this for Power Rangers, but right. somehow and that feels it was bad good. too. It was bad. Damn, it wasn't I was good. gonna say I was gonna say Oh no, I, I didn't even read it. Better. That's bad. Oh. I'm saying that's bad. Hmm. I read it. Did not like it. <laughs> Can't confirm. 
Uh, top lane says this is, of course, out of continuity, right? I mean, probably not. It is until they say it's not. Yeah. You know, yeah, you how, know how, how the Justice League is the Justice League is not the premier super team anymore. We're gonna still find a way to put out a book with them. Now. How how long uh, till we get that uh, f- uh, Batman Fortnite crossover referenced as a traumatic event in Batman's life? <laughs> uh, Aaron Ruiz asked a good question. Is this when you draw the line to crossovers? I don't know. I kind of dig stuff that can't like this. It's different and able to coexist. I mean, I'm not into it because I don't like crossovers like this and the creative team doesn't like me on fire. But I don't draw the line if the line is should this or should this not exist. I think if DC decides that this is a way to make money and there's an, a market for this book, then by all means, I don't really care. Um, it should exist in that sense. It's just not something that I want to have. Not something I'm interested in. Um, but that is DC for this part of San Diego Comic-Con. It's worth pointing out Um if you're listening to this not live, it is Saturday. So there's a whole bunch of news that we still don't have, right? It's still early Saturday. Exactly. Yeah, right. Like they're not even awake over there. Um, so or well, some of them are. But anyway, um some people haven't slept since the night before. Those <laughs> those those San Diego Comic Con parties must be buck wild. If only if I were right. a younger man. And with all the invites we got, or not invites, but like all the people that asked us, oh, yeah, are you guys going to San Diego Comic-Con this year? Like no one flew us out. I want to get flown out. Genuinely, we did get a lot of people asking us uh, more than ever before. Like, No, we're just going to run New York Comic-Con this year. That's all. I think that might be true. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, next week. We'll talk about like whatever we didn't get to this week if it's important, but that is DC's showcase to this point. Um, cool, you know, not too much Batman news yet. I'm sure that'll come today, Saturday. You know, the big day. Um, but fairly low key. Mm. Good, to, good to hear from DC again though on San Diego Comic Con weekend. Now. If you want more of our San Diego Comic-Con coverage, and if you're into what we do, then the best way to support us is on Patreon, patreon.com slash thecomicspals, where we are always giving you bang for your buck. Uh, Sorry? Oh, okay. (laughs) Um, We have a newsletter that goes out every single week. We've got a totally exclusive show called Palling Around, uh, where, you know, we, uh, we have some fun. We talk some stuff some junk and uh, we hang out uh you get a nickname and a shout out on this here show and so i want to give a very special shout out to the best pals in the universe thunderstruck rebecca alejandro the hound of justice atomic hound and a new edition Yes, another new edition. Oh, shit. Yes. Wait, no this, me. <laughs> this time to the best pals in the universe tier, which is our highest tier. And these are the people who are, uh, you know, really, really going out of their way, going above and beyond to support us. And we thank so much. That's why they're uh, thanked at the top. Um, and this one is 
the red spiral. Ooh. Yes, spiral storm uh in our discord the red spiral. And the red spiral is an everyday person. We've talked a lot about, you know, superpowered people. Last week we talked about Mike and McKenzie and all their powers. We talked about, you know, Super Shenron, Super Shenran and all these people. We can't say Shenron will get uh will get copyrighted. Um well, we can just collect all the Dragon Balls and wish the copyright away. If I if we collect all the Dragon Balls, that's not what I'm wishing for. <laughs> Unlimited well, chicken that's... fingers. That's what I want. I know I'm resurrecting <laughs> Krillin. <laughs> not even you your best friend. Right. Like <laughs> Damn, Hell that was yeah. good. Kai, you that looking good. motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> but so the red the red spiral is an everyday person. The red spiral is not concerned with all this, you know burgeoning intergalactic conflict and everything else red spirals concerned with what's happening on the ground floor with crime in the streets and ever since he was a young man he knew that this was what he had to do because he lost people he lost people to street crime and he decided that everybody who engages in street crime from the drug dealers so the politicians that make it possible, they all got to go. And so he's dedicated his life to learning several different fighting styles, you know, acquiring gadgets, little bit of tech experience, mostly theft, if it has to come to that, to be able to be the kind of person, the kind of fighter who can stand up for the everyman. And that has led him on a traveling adventure that brings him to what is the epicenter of the pals verse New York? And he could be an ally in the greater war that is unfolding. So welcome to the pals verse red spiral. Happy to have you. And I thought he'd, abilities. I thought he'd be like a human Beyblade for a second. I'm like, oh, okay, no, no, no. This guy's <laughs> yeah, like I was thinking like a, an underground, an underground cult. Oh, well, it's, it's worth saying that for the very first time, in Pals verse history, Spiral Storm came up with his own origin. Whoa, oh. that's rad. Yeah. So that was, I peppered in a little bit here or there, but that was what uh, Spiral had come up with. So that's really cool. Sick, sick. Okay. Good stuff. You yeah. didn't choose to be a duck detective, but that's, you know, it's awesome. <laughs> it's still cool. So thank you, Spiral. Really, really appreciate you. Uh, deciding to join us, especially at that tier, that is an incredible thing to us, and it means a lot. There are some other people who mean a lot to us, though, and, and I want to say thank you to the Night Stalker, Harris Pajinski, Brian Jamalisher Del Pozo, Kefis the Incorruptible, Momentum Mike Elliott, Starcroft Catherine Stars, Dan the Truth Trudeau, Joel Justice, Jalen the Sanguine Sorcerer, Neon Knight the Cosmic Avenger, Super Shenran the Conqueror, and Marvelous Mike and Mackenzie. Thank you all so, so much. Really appreciate all the love and support. Uh, and and uh, one of those pals, Harris, actually, if you check the Discord, this week got their art delivered from one Jeff Johns uh, hype. So thank you again, Jeff. Good Gary Frank pages. Woo. Yeah. Woo. Uh, he still has oh, to yeah. give me his address, and when he's not home, I'm still waiting for that, Harris. 
Let me know. Definitely. If you see art behind me next week, unrelated. Right. Mm-hmm. Unrelated. Right, because Tyler would never steal. No, no, no. Never. never. <clears throat> Dan Trudeau says we need a Pals versus Big Summer crossover. We're getting there. We're at, we're at 19 right now. We get to 20. Uh, we'll do something big. We'll do something big. Red. Yeah. Pals in so- Crisis. <laughs> infinite on crisis infinite on infinite on crisis pals. <laughs> infinite crisis on right. pals earth gail is stroking <laughs> out uh i had it i had it in my head and then i immediately lost it <laughs> i don't know uk 911 i can't help you oh boy uh if you want to watch this show live it's every saturday at 10 15 a.m eastern Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern for Pals Pulls. If you want to influence what we read on Pals Pulls, you can do that by heading on over to Twitter and voting in the listener poll, which is up now. I don't remember what I put on it, but they're good books, so go vote. Um, I I, I should probably have that. but uh, Incredible know. Hulk is on there that I know. Yeah. World Tree is on there. Yeah. Uh, the new Garth Ennis book is on there. That's going to be cool. Um, Garth Ennis. If it wins. Yeah. 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 Uh, and something else anyway join our discord server we're always having a great time over there i wanted to talk about tales from the discord this week because i thought it was pretty interesting but we don't have time for that so we won't uh what we will do instead is talk about monsters some more because the universal monsters comics are officially coming to skybound what oh oh interesting Yes. So Skybound with another major victory as it relates to uh to uh licenses. IP. Yeah, licenses IP. and IP. Uh they have now acquired the rights to the Monsterverse officially, not just what we talked about last week which was the um the Dracula, Dracula stuff, but an overall deal that will include other characters down the road. Does it include include uh, Tom Cruise's mummy? I hope so, and I hope there it's it. Tom Cruise. It's the Dark Universe. They're doing the Dark Universe. I want them to do it. Universal's going whole whole hog into this monsters thing now. They have What's a whole a whole well, they have a whole theme park coming out for them. So serious, uh, like a whole land, yeah, and their new theme park. So it's damn. They're really damn. When is that dropping? Twenty twenty five. Uh, with with Nintendo World, it's gonna be right next door. I'm gonna be so hyped, up, dude. Yeah. Damn. Why am I going this year? Why couldn't I wait two years? You can. Up. You still can. I really cannot. <laughs> the money is spent. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, someone's going. Someone's going <laughs> this year in August. Me? Uh, no. Okay. I mean, you can come. You're welcome. That's you know. fine. No, it's fine. Funny. I wasn't invited. It's fine. Oh. Uh, I feel bad. Nah, I would have said no. We should all go. That'd be fun. Nah. Maybe in 2025 to see Universal Monsters. You don't think that'd be fun? Not. uh, It would be fun. Kale does not like theme parks. Yeah. Kale does not like theme parks. What I mean is, you guys would not have fun because of me. (laughs) Kill Joy. As long as they they have a lazy river, right? Uh, No. Oh, yeah. that, that is for uh, water parks, Marco. Yep, you, I'm not going to be doing they, nothing. They do. They Don't they have a, like, there's like a Popeye. Uh, it's ride. not a lazy river. You're in a raft and you're it, it, you're soaked by the end of it. 
It's it's oh. it's the quite the it's it's more of an anxiety river. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, sorry about that little detour. Um, yeah, I'm excited for the Universal Monsters books to come. I think if they continue to get creative teams like the one they've assembled, Tinian and Simmons, um, there's no upper limit on how good these can be. You got a yeah. monster you want to see in, in a comic? Frankenstein. Nah, I, think I would go with Frankenstein, especially especially if it pulls Frankenstein's from monster. Sorry, sure. Uh, well, I mean, yeah. especially if it pulls from the novel the way it seems like Dracula is gonna. Is yeah. yeah, I'm here for that. I'm a creature from the Black Lagoon guy. Oh, very right. good. Invisible Man, classic. Oh, you picked the creepiest one. Cool. Yeah, the rapiest one. Yeah, All right a, then. Gross character. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, that aside, we are in the image block of announcements from SDCC 2023. Um, and so great on the Universal Monsters. Can't wait to see Dracula. Let's talk about Hack Slash. Oh. Now, I got swerved because when I saw this, I thought it was a reference to Hack Dot Slash or... Whatever that is, uh, the the dot ha- doc hats hack sign oh, hack dot uh, no dot hack sign. <laughs> All three of us, yeah, hack dot sign slash dot, yeah, dot, dot hat sign. The yeah, the old anime with uh, that was about uh, com- computer role playing, right? Yeah, and then the person gets trapped into yeah into a game. Yeah, yeah. I thought that's what this was. It's definitely not. It's hack really slash cool. by Tim Seeley. Mm-hmm. It is. Um, it has had one of this. This book has had some of the longest staying power at Image. Um, Forever. Yeah, dude. I don't. I don't. I. I mean this respectfully. I don't get it. <laughs> I've read like a few issues, maybe. It's just sexy schoolgirls beating up people with spiked bats. I mean, I, I guess explaining it that way makes sense. Yo, what? Yeah. What you just said sounds phenomenal. Yeah. What's not to get? Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> and guess myself. what? Making that even better is that Zoe Thorogood is going to be doing oh, the next series. Nice. Uh, so, still <laughs> seems an only, only uh, uh, cementing only my making idea. it better, better. <laughs> Tim made a post about how there there is hack slash careful, porn on careful. Yeah. Oh my god! Oh <laughs> Jesus Christ! I want to be monetized so bad, Tyler. We can't say. I want to stay. I I don't know, and I'm <laughs> I want to be careful. I read. I read it. I think we're. I think read, we're he read the T's and C's. Yeah. I read the T's and T's about the TNA. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Um, I don't know what hack slash is beyond Tyler's breakdown, but I will one hundred percent buy this. I love Zoe Thorogood. Yeah, Hell yeah. yeah. Like it's Zoe Thorogood and these covers. I mean, come on, look at that cover that Tyler has on the screen. If you're watching us live. Yeah, Zoe. She's good. Zoe is rocketing up the uh, the comic book. Totally mm-hmm. snubbed the Eisners, but you know, good. Oh, she didn't win it. Nothing. Yeah, Damn. she won one. She won. Did, one. did she? Okay, good. Yeah. Good. Uh, this will be out in October. Back to school, so good. <laughs> Careful. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Are you good? <laughs> Marco, I mean, no. I'm just Mar- saying. I'm just saying. In, this is this. Like, hey, Sean, call, Sean, I'm, Sean. Next in our one, in our private one. chats, Marco is not good. <laughs> I'm doing well, thank you. You know who's not good? 
Other than Marco. Marco. Oh, (laughs) Me. Because of this announcement that I just cannot understand. I'm going to say a name right now. And and this name, you would assume I would love any announcement that could possibly be made with them. Rick Remender. Nice. My guy. Mm. My A1. Well, you know, A1-ish. Steak sauce. No, ew. Anyway, I would never, (laughs) Tyler. I would never use steak sauce. You're missing out. I would bathe in in A1, honestly. If the steak is good, Mm -hmm. it don't need no damn sauce. I agree with that. I agree. I agree with that. that. Well, listen, hey, I agree with that too. But a good sauce will enhance a steak to a completely different. You ever had a good blue cheese? Oh, no, you haven't. Gorgonzola on top. Wow. Damn, dude. Oh, wait, you can't. Wow. The last steak I'll ever have. It is true. (laughs) Could be your last meal, Sean. If you ever have a last meal, I'll I'll give you a good uh, cheese coating on your steak. Hell no. If I had a last meal, um, I would want a steak with fries, with pizza, and mozzarella sticks. Because I'm dying anyway because it's my last meal, so I might as well die with food. Like food that I cannot Mm. eat. I'd pick the rarest right. truffle in the world so they'd have trouble finding it to prolong my life. And and I, I just realized most people don't even know. I have a I have a, a, a dairy allergy. Not everybody listens to palling around. I have a da- dairy allergy, so I cannot consume dairy food <laughs> or I will die. Um enough about me. Rick Remender. Good thing. Yeah. Andy Samberg. Huh? Ross Trent himself? Joe Trollman. Who? The guitarist from Fallout Boy? Yes. Wait, what? <laughs> yes. All three of those men are teaming up for an image comic book called The Holy Roller. In what is the clearest example of a comic book made to become a movie or television series down the road, Rick Remender is going to help show the ropes of writing comics to these two other individuals as they tell a story about a pro bowler who is going to be taking down neo-Nazis with his bowling ball. So, Mystery Men. That that part I like. Yeah, yeah, Mystery Men. Love that movie. Listen, I'll take down neo-Nazis all day. Yeah. Uh, I don't care about this concept whatsoever. I read it, it earlier and went, mm, no, thank you. It sounds stupid, which is up Sandberg's alley. But, and, hmm. I mean, what was the berserk, berserk with, uh, what's his face? Um, oh my God. Matt. Uh, Damn, who's that guy? Who? Uh, Berserk. Berserk, Keanu Reeves, and it was also... Um, Matt Kent? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. okay. Like, those ended up being solid. And, I mean, Gerard Way as a writer turned out to be pretty good. I I, I don't see this being a, a potential issue from a story standpoint, especially if we have somebody at the helm like Rick Remender, um, Joe Troman presumably has done writing and uh at least even 
when it comes to to fallout boy stuff can i imagine can handle some of that Andy sandberg is a writer for comedy i can i can see all this i don't see it <laughs> um, Marco, what? <laughs> i don't see how guitarist translates yeah are there gonna be like, tabs at the back of the book is back matter like yeah, tell, like I, you tell I narratives wouldn't. and stories to your song. Like that's not that's not a hard thing to translate into a comic book. You don't think so? With with, with the I, help of somebody I saw like a what they created on that. We didn't start the fire uh, remake. Uh, they can't write for shit anymore. <laughs> yeah, I love Fallout Boy. I love Rick Remender. I Andy Samberg has absolute go away heat with me. <laughs> Um, really? Why? At 150 million percent. What I just don't it? think he's funny at all. Not, even, not on any level. You don't know about Hollywood facts? I don't <laughs> give a shit about that. <laughs> it's a Hollywood facts. Uh, yeah, Sean hates comedy. Bro. so no, I like black him. comedy, and I like people that are actually funny. And Andy Samberg, I feel like, has never said anything funny. Black comedy as in like black humor or... Black, black people comedy, people. black God. comedians. Yes. So like Louis C.K. <laughs> I'm joking. Louis <laughs> C.K. He wrote Pootie Tang. I don't know. <laughs> the blackest comedian of all time, Louis <laughs> <Louis> C.K. <laughs> oh shit. Um. Yeah. This just isn't for me. And like, yeah, it could definitely work out. Recommender. We'll do the heavy lifting. And excuse me, uh, Roland Bashi on art. I'm sorry. Um, who did the scumbag, some of the scumbag, and did some Wolverine art. So um, I I just can't. I just can't. How the hell do they get Rick Remender on this? This It doesn't feel like Remender Fallout Boy is, does not make sense to me. I, I When I think of Remender, um, I think of like the Smiths, you know? <laughs> I don't think Fallout Boy. It almost feels like 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 a sellout book, in a way. Like he needs a check. I don't think he does. I that. think he's doing he's doing okay. He's got an own own section of image at this point. But I, I mean, Rick Remender is a goofball. Like you look at the scumbag. True. And that Fear is agent. a weird ass book. Yeah. Like he does. He likes weird stuff. So I could see. I can see it. But I, it just feels like something that all three of them want to make uh, a television show or a movie out of this. And that's why it's a comic. Mm. And that's depressing to me. But if it's good, it's good. That's all that really matters, I guess. But on front, on, on face value, I would not buy this ever. Not interested. If, yeah. Like if, if Rick Remender's name wasn't there, there'd be nothing here for me. Even Even the bowling aspect is just like, that's not interesting. Like it's just not. Yeah, I got to agree. You know what I'm interested in, though. Speaking of interesting things, speaking of things that that uh, ruffle my jimmies. <laughs> Good, Todd, uh-huh. Todd, Todd, Todd McFarlane, the Family Guy has guy announced. Oh, yes. Right. Okay. All right. Uh, not one, not two, not hey. three. Not even four, five. How many? Five new Spawn titles at San Diego Comic-Con. Spawn titles? Fuck me. If you (laughs) thought Spawn's universe was too big, you were wrong. I thought it was too small. Yeah. 
we're about to not have an excuse. Oh, <laughs> oh, ain't no man on this podcast, ain't no man on this planet that is going to prevent us from reading the new Gunslinger Spawn. God Why? Damn it. Because it's by Jimmy Palmiotti oh. and Patrick Reynolds, and it's going to take Gunslinger Spawn back where he came from to the American Civil War. I, oh, am I think I got a, a DM about a Kickstarter about this. For real? No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the Palmiotti joke. Never mind. Yeah, yeah, Wait. yeah. Oh, right, right, yeah. That That's kind of cool, actually. A, a good Western? I kind of fuck with that. Well... A Western. <laughs> a, uh, and I say good Western because what's-his-face isn't on words. Yeah. Farland. Great point. But- Palmiotti has, like, Palmiotti, uh, when he did with, with, with Justin Gray, they did All-Star Western in New 52 with, with uh, Jonah Hex. It was very mm-hmm. good. Yes, exactly. It was very okay. good stuff. Yeah. Damn. Okay. Yeah. I changed my mind. Yeah. He has the chops. I, I think this is going to be hot. Okay. Now, now you know, that's a win, but let's talk about the next one. I, this Uh-oh. is I'm, I don't I'm not going to come to the defense of this one. Uh, Sam and Twitch by Todd Todd McFarlane. I wish I wish I could have said another name, but it's it's McFarlane on writing. If it was McFarlane on art, all of this would be a pull. But McFarlane on writing, Simon Sizeman 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 Kudransky. Oh, and, it's, it's Simon Kudransky. Yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. Simon. Um, and Bleeding Cool says, quote, the series will have a movie feel. I wonder why the series will have a movie feel. Where's Sam and Twitch? Uh, they're Spawn characters. They're, they're uh, cops. Yeah, yeah they're like uh, detectives. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> though, those, are the, those are the lead characters, if I remember correctly, of the Spawn movie. The movie is from their perspective, not Spawn's, oh. I believe. Huh. Or or like they're one of the perspectives. And so it looks like Todd McFarlane is trying to storyboard the movie in a comic, or at least aspects of the movie in a comic. That's what Look, I get out of this. Here's the proof, guys. We can do it. Right. Uh, do, you guys, do you guys remember on Fox Kids there was a salmon Twitch animated show, but it was with dogs? That is a different property altogether. I know what you're talking about, though. That's that's what I was picturing here, and I went, "Hmm, okay." <laughs> you're thinking of Sam and Max. It was based after a video game series, I believe. Really? All right. It was like Sorry. a dog and a rabbit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I there's already a Brian Michael Bendis book called Sam and Twitch. Yeah, he, he worked on. He's he worked on it. Wrote them before. Yeah. Oh, Aaron Ruiz asks, are all of these miniseries? Uh, I don't know. I don't know what, uh, how long each of them will be. Um, Misery was the third book announced, uh, also by McFarlane and Kudransky. This focuses on Cyan. And those of you who are not like Spawn nerds might not recognize the name, but that's actually the Spawn's daughter. What? Mm-hmm. Huh. That's his daughter. Uh, well, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Not Spawn's daughter. Wanda's daughter. Wanda is Spawn's ex-wife. She had a kid with Terry. Terry is the dude that that she... Terry was Spawn's best friend <laughs> that she hooked up with after Spawn died. Girl, no. Terry was the stepdad. He wasn't her dad, but he was the dad who stepped up. 
<laughs> and so she has powers. Okay. Uh, she can make she can make people feel things, but then she feels what they feel. She's an empath. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, pretty cool. Pretty cool. Uh, and then last is, or sorry, two more. Uh, Spawn kills every spawn by John Layman and Rob Duenas. Uh, it's Spawn Babies. Aw. No thanks. Wait, actually, that sounds a little creepy. Uh, you know, it's cute, cuddly, murderous. As you're announcing all this, I I was googling it. Um, and the, remember the Image Expo in 2018? Yeah. Well, um, I mean, you know what they announced there? Sam and Twitch spawn kills everyone. Misery. <laughs> are you serious? Yeah, and I guess no. this is that finally happening. Maybe is he just recycling stuff, or finally it's finally coming out. He has the opportunity know. and chance. I don't know. I the, mis- the misery solicit is in the wake of the Me Too scandals arises a team. Oh, no, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Why would you lead with that? Why would the that... rails? <laughs> yeah, I love John McFarlane. Uh, Atomic Hound asks, is McFarlane the Mount Rushmore of creators? Uh, I'd have to think more about that. That's a good question that I'd like to like tackle oh, yeah. in a more official way. Grifters, maybe. <laughs> oh, come on. Yikes. He fulfills um, those action figure orders. You can't. That is fair. That is fair. And then the last one is No Home Here by Jonathan Glapion and Daniel Henriquez. Um, it takes place in the future. It's Billy can Billy Kincaid will be in it, and his last victim is forced to relive her death over and over again. Uh, the art, the preview art looks huh. good, and uh, this this could be a, a sleeper. I could see this being being good. Way beyond being the uh, yes. the Greg Capullo colorist. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Interesting. All right. Sick. Uh, I'm sure Image will have more this week, but that was just a taste of what they've got coming. Uh, it's worth noting, we're not going to talk about it today, but the Invincible Season 2 trailer did come out. Oh, that's right. So um, that's cool. We'll talk about that next week. Omni-Man is in Mortal Kombat, too. Yes, Omni-Man, Homelander, um, uh, Peacemaker. Yeah. So really cool stuff there. Uh, let's Let's move on and get into the Marvel aspect. But, Marco, did you want to... Do you want to cut or? Yeah, I'm going to bounce out. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. I'm going to head out to give myself mostly a head, uh, a head start. When Mar- these Marco, jokers finish up. Can you show. also like message us the address again? Yes, I shall. All right. All right. See you, boys. Okay. And we will roll along because for, for their part, Marvel has announced a ton of stuff. Um. And I think Marvel has a lot to prove right now. I think they've got they've got a lot that they need to showcase. And they started the right way. Greg Capullo returns to Marvel officially. Greg Capullo Worst returns to secret. Wolverine. Sorry? Worst kept secret. Right? Yeah. Greg Capullo returns to Wolverine officially. On a cover. Uh, this is what I expected, honestly. On brand. Yeah. yeah. A slew of Wolver- variants. Yeah. Yeah. Wolverine 37 <clears throat> um is where we're gonna see him first. Uh and it's a variant, which is cool. Not we'll even also the A cover. See- Go ahead. Not even the A cover. No, yeah, not even the A cover. 
which you know to be fair from a from a, a financial standpoint makes sense for marvel to do um but eh, okay i'll buy it i think it looks good i like it but like yeah greg capullo doing a great cover big shock yeah. um he also is doing covers for deadpool seven slaughters which is something that uh is also coming rob liefeld um Cullen Bunn, uh, Cody Ziegler, Mark Guggenheim, Justina Ireland, Gail Simone, Greg Land, Wilce Portasio, David Baldion, and Philip Seavey will all be on Deadpool 7 Slaughters. Um, and that's a one-shot coming in November that's going to follow seven days of Deadpool's life. I'm huh. so... I, I don't care about these live films. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> A week of his life, like okay. I don't know. I I. So what? I I just love how Liefeld is still coasting off a of Deadpool, even though he's not the one that made the character what everyone likes. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Deadpool was a different type of he was character. A mercenary when he first came out. Yeah. yeah. And he he spends so much time shitting on Marvel right now. How is he? Even still, getting sells, man. Constant Marvel work, yeah, absolutely. Um, he's also doing two two additional new series. Uh, first Contact, which is Cable and the original X Men, the the original five, um, and Time to Kill, which is going to feature Major X, everybody's favorite character. Why did Liefeld give? Angel a gun. A <laughs> <laughs> oh, man just, just loves a big old gun. I really wish Jean Grey had a gun. Right? Um, yeah. <laughs> and I, frankly, strap Cyclops up too. Yeah. Why not? Beast is Why holding not? one in his foot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> These are children, by the way. Not, yeah. I mean, you know, like big deal i guess but they are kids <laughs> kind of weird um i i will never be excited for a rob liefeld announcement it's not it's, i don't have hate for the for the man it's not about that i just i'm not into it it's not my yeah, bag i understand nothing, it not for me yeah nothing here for me yeah and this is marvel's old head block you know i said it about dc earlier it's not a shit no shade I love old heads. I will be one. We've got some in the chat. You guys are fantastic. This is Marvel's block that is allegedly for you, whether it's for you literally as an individual, you know, not the ones in our community likely, but um, they announced the, the, the Rob Liefeld stuff. And then they also talked about uh, daredevil black armor, which is about, as you guess, the time when daredevil had black armor. Post Heroes Are Born 90s, yeah. Uh, DG Chichester? Chichester. Chichester with Netho Diaz. Um, and DG wrote back yeah. then, or was an editor, yeah, was an yeah. editor at Marvel in the 80s and also wrote Daredevil at that time. So it's another one of those it's... things that we keep talking about. Those throwback books. Yep. Is this the um the spider girl continuity do you do you guys know no this is main continuity is it yeah post heroes is born when everyone came back with armor 
man, I I hope that this lands with the people that it's for, but I... all five of them left. Oh, jeez, so easy. Wow. <laughs> no, I mean this 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 Daredevil black armor thing is very specific. It's probably the right. most specific thing they've done. Yeah, yeah, I agree. With that this is highly specific. Yeah. Um. Well, they also announced Secret Wars, or I'm sorry, let me get it right. Marvel Superheroes Secret go. Wars Battle World 40th anniversary. So, everybody's read Secret Wars, right? 40-year-old, you know, father of all crossover events. Um that's going to be coming back. Um Tom DeFalco and Pat Olive, yep, they're going to be the creative team on this. And when I tell you that I have never been less excited for an announcement related to Secret Wars, I am telling you the truth. Man, this we're probably probably not even going to get the cool toys that came with it. Right? Like, what's even the point? Yeah. Uh, man, I, Secret Wars is so cool. There, I think if you're going to do stuff, there's, there's a lot of cool stuff you can do. This ain't it. This is just going to be a face-off book, I bet. Explain that. Like, it's just going to be people fighting each other. Like, that's all oh, it's going to okay. be. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably accurate. Um, I I don't care about this. But I know Tyler's going to care about this. Howard the Duck. Marvel is celebrating 50 years of Howard the Duck in November. Let's go. With a special. An anniversary special. Who knew? Uh, Chip Zdarsky who did the most recent Howard the Duck series, right? That was... Yep. Um, yep. Uh, Daniel Kibblesmith, uh, Merrick Kay, Joe Canones, Annie Wu will all be a part of this. And good, more, they good promise. Team. Good team of people. Uh, Howard the Duck getting more uh, anniversary books than Luke Cage. <laughs> getting more books of any kind than Luke yeah. Cage. Annie Wu coming back to comics too for Howard the Duck. Um, yeah, that's yeah. wild. Yeah. Um, unreal. Atomic Count says Marvel feels rudderless. Doesn't mean there aren't good books. They just feel meh. I don't disagree. I don't disagree with that. I think it's, that, that's, it's, it's a good bigger discussion, I feel, but I'm I'm kind of leaning that way as well. Yeah. Uh, Chill says, Chillmonger says, I can tell how much Marvel cares by who they put on it. Agreed, and check out Chillmonger's channel. Chillmonger has a great YouTube channel. I was actually on there last week. I did a little bit of a surprise guest spot. Um, oh. Yeah, I didn't even I didn't even tell you guys. I just decided after we finished the show last week, I still wanted a podcast, so I said I'll jump on. Let's You're probably it. talking shit about us. No, that's why you didn't tell. Probably us. did. <laughs> that Marco smells. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, Marvel announced a Peach Momoko variant program at the retailer's, um, you know, meeting, conversation, meal. Um, C.B. Sabolsky and David Gabriel, everybody's two favorites, got up there and talked about the variant program. Um, it's a nightmare variant program. We're getting a ton of covers uh, that's what they promised. Um, so, man. so they're promising 
exactly what retailers across the country have been saying we don't want any more of. <laughs> yeah. Oh, imagine that. Uh, great. Awesome. I know that everyone loves Peach Pomoko, and there's a great reason for that. She is super talented. The variant stuff is just out of control. It really, really, really is. And retailers need the burden of variants eased on them. Um, I don't know how much this helps. I really don't. I know they sell, but is that what really matters? We've talked about that ad nauseum. The other aspect of this announcement, though, that actually is cool is that uh, Peach Pomoko's Demon Wars saga is getting reprinted in manga format. Oh, okay. Did I see somewhere, and correct me if I'm wrong, Sean, did I see somewhere she's also doing something with Daredevil? That um, I don't know. Possibly like a like a Daredevil story in, in one of her Demon Wars things? I don't know. I, I read that quickly in between Barbie and Oppenheimer yesterday. Demon Wars ended. Uh, I'm not sure if there's more to come, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't see that announcement. Okay. Um. That I, I'm not excited for it, but I do. I am excited for the fact that I think it's a really good idea. I think Demon Wars was made for that. That was a CB Sabolsky idea, I bet. Hell yeah. CB Sabolsky's Mangeka, CB Sabolsky. <laughs> hey, listen, Akira Yoshida aside, if it wasn't for that man, we would not see this kind of thing happening at Marvel. So give him his flowers. All right. I will. <laughs> My oh, man heard man. about people fighting for Peach Pomoko's books, and he said, I'm going to take advantage of that. Maybe. Um, everyone's, everyone has been wondering what Marvel would do with the Punisher after the end of Jason Aaron's run. And we finally know Marvel was teasing a cover of some kind that looked to tease the return of the Punisher. I don't remember who it was, but someone said it looks like a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. And they were absolutely right. It, it looks like, um, you remember there was like a Facebook Marvel game? Yeah, oh, I was obsessed with yeah. it. Marvel Avengers Alliance. Yes, and you'd have the, the S.H.I.E.L.D. agent? Yep. Yeah, that's uh, him. Absolutely. That is that same guy. Yep. Uh, and so this this is... It's exactly what it is. A a shield agent, um, a former shield agent is going to be succeeding the Punisher. Uh, his name is Joe Garrison. He's a new character. Um, and he's a, he was a former he's a former shield agent, a black ops agent whose past is coming back to haunt him and requires him to suit up as the Punisher to uh kill some fools. This is Marvel John Wick, right? That's what this sounds like. Sounds like Marvel's Punisher. (laughs) Distinctly getting away from that logo still. At all? Yeah, I. What do you guys think about this? Like, do you think Marvel should have put the Punisher brand on ice, or do you think leaving Frank out of the equation, doing it with someone new, is the way to go, or just tell stories with Frank? Frank's in weird, weird world right now. He's chilling. Is uh, he really? Yeah. yeah oh, okay. so he's, he's, he's around, but not really. Um, I don't know. I kind of, I, I don't know why they created a new character for this who's also just a white dude. Like, he's, he's blonde now. Punisher's blonde. Um, yeah, it, it feels like just another, you know, uh, white white government agent 
you know, picks up his guns and decides to go dispense justice in the way he sees fit. Yeah. Just like every other Clint Eastwood movie and government propaganda uh, disguised as Hollywood, you know, blockbuster is like that's that's all this feels like to me. I'll still read it, but I don't see the point of it. Um, and it, and it feels weird to do the silhouette reveal for a character we never knew, you know. Right. That looks exactly like the character. Yeah. <laughs> we we've always had. This guy looks it's like worth... he's about to come out with a song that's about Venom. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Definitely looks like Eminem. They should have just. There should be a variant that is Eminem. Uh, this is written by David Peppos and uh, drawn by Dave Wachter. So pretty good creative team, actually. But um, I'm not like I, I like the Punisher fine enough. Yeah. There's a way to make this interesting. We'll see if they go that direction. Um, Let's talk about the X-Men aspect of this, because Marvel made several X announcements here. And uh, the first one we're going to talk about is X-Men or X-Men Blue Origins, number one. This is the origin of Kurt Wagner, Nightcrawler. Come on. The definitive origin. Finally, yeah. figuring it out. No Azazel yeah. on this cover. Cy Spurrier, Wilton Santos on art. I, I, I just, I can't. I can't. Like... Nightcrawler's origin is fine enough. He's not a character whose origin is really that important. It's more about his works that he's done since. He's a blue, devilish-looking mutant dude who likes to fuck and pray to God. That's it. That's all we need. In that order, too. Yes. I, I just... I don't care. I don't and, uh, especially if it's written by Cy Spurrier. Like, I'm done with that dude in Nightcrawler. <laughs> like, yeah, like we have that. And then we also have the Uncanny Spider Man. Uh, yeah, uh, Hype Force. Go. I, I just hate that the origin of Nightcrawler is coming out on this issue where on the cover you don't even see him. Like, you see Spider Man. <laughs> As Sylph points out, he looks like Miles. And that really, really, really bothers me. Like, I just, I, I'm really frustrated by that fact. It's also his origin is that he's a fucking mutant. Yeah. Well, the the, the Azazel a... thing adds a little bit of a weird wrinkle into it. Great. Read those comics. And Why do we need back, another one? Isn't Azazel coming back in, like, Dark X-Men? Yes. Yeah. This right. is just not it. Yeah. It's not it. I can't wait for this era to be over. That costume is bullshit. It's disrespectful to Miles. I does I not have the same swagger as Miles. He's not a black teen. How yeah. could he? Even worse, he's German. <laughs> oh my god! You're the one closest just, there. That, you, you're, you, he doesn't even have the swagger of Peter Parker. No. Like, <laughs> uh, the goddess Vaith. It feels like. These kinds of things weaken the character more than help them. I completely agree with that 100 million percent. I really do. Uh, we also got the announcement of Doom's X-Men. December X-Men, December's X-Men 29 um, with, you know, of course, the creative team of Jerry Duggan and Joshua Kassara introduces Doom's X-Men. Quote, with the X-Men at their lowest point, yet another group has moved to claim their title. 
This one, a bond of patriotic Latvian mutants loyal only to the great and terrible Dr. Doom. Beloved and celebrated by the nation they are bound to protect, this is one squad of X-Men for whom the fall of X has given ways to glorious summer. Huh. Um, I, don't, I don't hate this in principle. It kind of makes sense. Like There, there would be mutants yeah. on Latveria. Well, yeah. I actually think this is a really, really good idea, and I'm surprised that something like this hasn't, been, hasn't really happened. We've yeah. seen like Alpha Flight is the mutants of Canada. Yeah. Why don't we see more of that? I mean, it could get played out, but I like it here. I think this yeah. is smart. Yeah, especially in this new era of Krakoa. Uh, please. There is a massive spoiler going yeah. around for Hellfire Gala. I don't. You saw it. We talked about uh, it on Pals. I think so. Accidentally. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you guys did. Oh, okay. you're talking about the the vote. Uh, I'm talking about the X Men maybe being uh on a uh, on an adventure to another place. Oh no, oh, no, we no. haven't talked about that. No, no, we didn't. We talked about the vote being spoiled. Oh, okay, and I was well. talking about the conversation Silva and I had uh in the Discord about uh Kamala. Oh, yeah. oh, all right. Well, yeah, I know something about something that's going to happen. That when you figure it out or when you find out. All of these announcements make a lot more sense, but I don't want to spoil it because people might oh, not yeah. want to hear about it. Yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the Kamala thing, though, I guess I guess we're just cool with the fact that she's everywhere now. Like she's in this Doom cover. She's not even like officially yeah. resurrected yeah. yet, as far as the uh, you know the comics come out. But like we know all her adventures now, so it's a joke. It really is like I got no problem with her being resurrected, but the timeline of it is just it's just disturbing to me. Like, damn, they couldn't <laughs> they had covers, they had stories, they had everything ready before she was dead. You know what I'm saying? Like before yeah. she was even dead, her her resurrection was planned. That's wild to me. But um, we got to 25 likes, by the way. Thank you for that. I do have to say, though. We probably don't have time for the draft today. I'm so sorry. Uh, we hate to disappoint, but we have stuff to get through, and it's already 1130, and we got to go. Um, so I really I really apologize for that, but we will definitely do it next week. We will also get to the history of uh, the DC Comics explosion uh, part three next week as well. We just cannot do those things today. Uh, really sorry about that. Um, Marvel did have another tease, though, the new X-Men which is coming in 2024. Uh, they, they're they saying there's going to be a sneak peek in November. We don't know much about it. Um, it uses the same typeface as the Age of Apocalypse logo, so that's interesting. Um, I think I but, this. Oh, go ahead. In October, the solicitations for October's X-Men comics came out, and Immortal X-Men has Apocalypse front and center on the cover. Uh, I think that uh, uh, Gillen will be writing this new X-Men team, and it'll be a team led by Apocalypse. And maybe that's the new dynamic outside of the Quiet Council. What if we see a new schism, but this one's between, like, Apocalypse and Professor Xavier? Well, I'm on Team Apocalypse, no matter what. I don't know. I'm on Team Professor X. Um. Yeah. Uh. W- what if this title replaces Immortal? I'm fine. I hate the title Immortal X Men. I just don't like that. Why not? 
because it was just there so they could do a moral X-Men. <laughs> yeah, no, they're immortal. Ish. They're also immoral. I'm surprised we didn't get that. That's 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 a fair point. Uh do you want to talk about the Eisners real quick? If you hit the I, highlights. All right. All right. DC. So yeah, DC. Uh they won eight awards. Uh Tom Taylor and Bruno Redondo won for best continuing series, Nightwing, which okay. Um, are you guys in Tyler, you read Nightwing, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm not fully up to date, um, but I read the most recent issue because that was like the weird first person POV issue. So good. Is it best continuing series of the year? Good. What else was on there? Daredevil, uh, a whole a whole bunch of good stuff. It might be uh, the buzz around seems to favor Night Nightwing. Yeah, it might be. Yeah. Just in that, I've seen a lot more people talking about Nightwing than anything else. Um. We had a uh, 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 best writer went to James Tinian, beating out Tom King and Chip Zdarsky and Mark Russell and Grace Ellis. Uh, okay. We, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm I'm with that. Uh, I'm trying to hit the highlights here. There's so many Eisners that they give away. Uh, best penciler inker or penciler inker team was won by Greg Smallwood for the Human Target. Yeah. Sure. 100%. Jordi Belair won for best coloring. I can't imagine anybody else taking that this year. Uh, best um, teenage publication was Danny Warren Johnson for Do a, pa- Do a Powerbomb. Um, that's which, a teenage publication? Yep. Interesting. Sure. sure. I think it's his first Eisner win um, after being nominated. And I, and I read this online. I don't know if it was hyperbole. Being nominated 43 times. <laughs> I believe that. Yeah, I yeah. believe that for mul- like multiple sure. uh, yeah. nominations. Yeah. So. Uh, best best short story was Finding Batman by Kevin Conroy and Jay Bone in the DC mm. Pride 2022 book. Yeah, absolutely. Um, best single issue one shot was won by Batman One Bad Day, The Riddler. So validating everybody who no. said that was the best one. <laughs> um, no, Kale, you don't. You're not into that one. I I. I I couldn't say for sure. I really like that book, but it seems very narrow. Uh, well, Clayface should have won it. The the competition was Mary Jane and Black Cat, Moon Knight, Bl- Black White and Blood, Star Trek Four Hundred, and A Vicious Circle. Number one. Um, yeah. So I mean, that scope, even yeah, you know, in that list is very narrow. Yeah. Uh, bat best limited series was Human Target. Hard to disagree. Yeah. Uh, best continuing series. I already said that. Um, best graphic memoir was won by Ducks. Two years in the oil sands by Kate Beaton. Beating out. It's lonely at the center of the earth. The book that everybody thought would win. So pretty interesting. Her Ducks is in, absolutely incredible. Kate Beaton is. Um, I mean, like all respect to Zoe Thorogood, who's absolutely on the rise. Kate Beaton is at, uh, a powerhouse that's been long established. We're getting a mm. sequel to It's Lonely on Center of the Earth, so. Oh, is that so? Yeah, yeah, she announced it. Well, yeah. Possibly a trilogy? I don't know. All right. Uh, For her part, though, Thorogood did win the Russ Manning Best Newcomer Award, so she didn't walk away with nothing. Um, Marvel getting stomped out. 
like not even many um nominations that I saw. So oh uh Barnstormers won for best digital comic. I don't like that. Why not? Because it was supposed to be it's gonna be released in physical. Like the the plan was there. It's not like a wholly digital, you know. But it was made digital first. I guess. Also, I didn't care much for the issue. Uh, so yeah, that that's that's that that's what we'll cover of the Eisners. Uh, I have said this every year almost. I'm not a fan really of the Eisner Awards. All respect to all the creators that win. I think it's cool that they get to win, but it does feel a bit to me like the Oscars, kind of a masturbatory uh experience for them. Um, but hey, congrats to all the winners. That is our coverage for San Diego Comic-Con 2023 Part 1. We will do more next week, of course, because Saturday and Sunday's coverage will be unfolding um, yeah. throughout the weekend. You got all those big Hall H panels tonight, right? Yes, that will not include films, which I'm pretty happy about. I think this is the most exciting San Diego Comic-Con in years. The only one I've, I've got a little FOMO for. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. 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 I, I do wish I was there. Chillmonger says fallen friend was robbed. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Next year, buddy. Next year. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised. Death of Moon Knight will definitely take it. Oh my god. Uh do we have to, do we have time to do one question? I, I wanted to hit this listener question. Dog, I don't think you do. I don't think so, Sean. <laughs> uh, all right, all right. I hope you have your uh, two forms of ID too. I do, I do. Okay. And I also live right by the true, true, true. But anyway, um, sorry, I wasn't supposed to say that. It doesn't matter. Anyways, um, <laughs> <laughs> we got to go. Uh, so thank you so much for joining us today. It is a bit of a truncated episode. I'm sure those people who feel our show is too long will be very grateful for that. <laughs> but I am. I am. I really am. Uh, we will be back next week with everything that you come to us for. We'll talk more about San Diego Comic-Con. We will hit your questions. We will do a draft. We will wrap up the history of the DC uh, Comics implosion slash explosion. Thank you so much for joining us. We're going to hit some plugs real quick. Kale. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Comics Pals. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Toto in Toe. That's T-O-T-O-I and T-O-W. You can find my work at KaleWard.com. That's C-A-L-E-W-A-R-D.com. Tyler. You can follow me at uh, Instagram, Twitter, Threads, Letterbox at the Tyler Olson. Um, I did some quick reviews for Oppenheimer and Barbie. Um, spoiler, Barbie's movie of the year for me. Before I lose my mind, I'm just going to say uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram only at Sean Soapbox. Uh, Oppenheimer is the best movie of the year. Forget that. Forget both of them. Patreon.com slash the comics pals is where you can get the best content of the year from us. Uh, join us if you like what we do here. Just go to the just go to the page, give it a look, see if it's for you. We've got a lot of cool stuff there. We'd love to give you guys bang for your buck. We're so appreciative to every single person that supports us over there. If you want to watch this show live, that's every Saturday at 10 15 a.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Eastern on Thursdays for Pals Pulls. If you want to vote in the poll, head on over to Twitter, our Twitter page. You can do that. Vote for what you want to see us review. Come hang out with us on Discord. We're always having a fun time over there. Thank you so much for joining us. We love you. We will see you next week. Until then, take care, guys. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs>